The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Friday morning. And uh, I want to start, I haven't done this in a couple weeks, so I'm glad I'm going to start by apologizing for yesterday. Um, I had recorded, we, we, I moved, I worked Monday and moved my day off to yesterday so for an event our family was doing. And uh, so I got up before I left, we recorded the devotional, I uploaded it and I failed to post it. And all done, just never posted it so it would go live and I apologize for that. And uh, <clears throat> so and I appreciate you who are faithful sticking with us missing that and then coming back again today. So we're going to actually go over the verses that we went over yesterday and record and um, talk about those. So we're in Psalm chapter 145. Psalm chapter 145 in the bottom half of the chapter as we talk. Now David we know has been it's a psalm of praise and he was bragging on him and he was talking about all the things that he desired him to do. What we're going to look at for, the, for these few minutes today is we're going to look at the idea here of really kind of he, he concludes, as he's done many times in his prayers, he concludes his thought with a list of facts about God or a list of things that he's going to believe about God. And so I'm hoping that these will help us as um, I, I really believe in my heart that with an appropriate view of God, then we can have an appropriate view of a lot of other things, perspective on life, perspective on things going on right now, our personal journey, all these different things. Uh, if we have a wrong view of God, then we're going to really struggle with what's going on in the world. What I mean, what I mean by that is if we have, a view, of, we have a, view, a view of a weak God, then of course we're going to have a battle. Um, we're going to assume that God's not in control, or if we have a view of vindictive God or doesn't care, all these things. These are the problems. If we have a true understanding of God, that God is not weak or vindictive, but He's loving and gracious and good, then we get a better perspective of what's really going on. So let's go ahead and look at these verses uh, for a few minutes today. Psalm 145, let's go to verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all His ways and holy in all His works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon Him, to all that call upon Him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear him, hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. Let all the flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. So let's go back again to verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. And I want to start right there because I think that that, to me, is a very important part. As I just mentioned ago, the perspective a lot of times we get this idea that God is good because he does good things. I believe that God does good things because he's good, and he actually establishes what is good. But if we have this view, if our view of God is that God is good because he does good things, that becomes problematic. And what I mean by that, what if God stops doing what I think is good? Because if we say God is good because he does good things, well, then his goodness is based upon my view. Okay, God, that was good. I really, I'm glad you did that. Boy, it was amazing what you did there. But, well, Lord, I'm not really a big fan of this. If, if we start having a, our view, if we look at God and say, well, I don't like what he did there. I don't think that was good. I can't believe he allowed that. We, you know, so therefore now our view of what he's doing is bad. And in turn, what we literally do is say, well, God's not good anymore. I would, yeah, we do say that. Because if our view of God is based upon how we view his works to be good or not, well, then that's the problem. If we can view God 
from the perspective that God is good, God is holy, God is righteous, He is the standard, He establishes good and holy and right. Then what happens is when we watch what He's doing, we no longer look at it and say, I don't know if that was really good. I don't know if that was the right thing to do. What we do is we look at what He's doing and say, Lord, what are you doing through this? What are you teaching us through this? What is it we need to learn about you? What is it we need to learn about us? Uh, we, it's a completely different perspective. So, for example, if God is righteous and good and holy, and there are things in my life that don't make sense to me, that I feel like I'm, I'm struggling, I'm falling apart, whatever term you want to use, and I'm really battling with this, and I really believe that, but to me, my view of God is God's only good when he does good things to me. I'm really going to struggle in those hard times because God's not doing good things to me, therefore, well, he's not good. We wouldn't say that, but that's the battle in our mind. If God is good, holy, and righteous, and just, and things in my life are not going the way they want, then I stop for a second. I say, okay, righteous, holy, good God, what, what are you doing? What are you teaching me? What is it I need to learn? It could literally be, the Bible says he chastens whom he loves, could be that where I'm at right now is God's way of trying to get my attention, that I need to get some things right, and once I get things right, then I'm in a good place. That's good. <clears throat> Being brought from where we are to where God needs to be is good. So I hope we understand that. That's, that could be it. Maybe God's teaching us. Maybe God's answering a prayer. God, please do a work in our family that draws us closer to you. Bam, he puts us in a situation to where we as a family have to pray more. Maybe that's exactly what's going on. God, I really need wisdom in this situation. Well, then he gives me something to figure out. Lord, give me courage. Well, then he gives me a chance for me to step out in faith and really serve him better. That's exactly, that might be the answer to prayer that we're, we're given. So we have to view, you know, we have this idea, Lord, give me patience, which means help me not to get angry at people around me. That, that's a little different. We have to view the idea that God is the one developing us and he is good. And if we can see that, then what's happening in our life takes a very different perspective. Let's continue to verse 18. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that, that call upon him in truth. Well, he, he mentions one thing, but in two different aspects. So first of all, he states the fact the Lord is nigh unto all, him, all them that call upon him. The word nigh means close. So... We mentioned Wednesday night in our Bible study, we talked about the idea that we were referencing the prodigal son. And some people who just walk away from God, they, some people give the idea, well, you've walked a long way for years, and now you've got to use all these years to come back to God. I don't believe that. I believe as we walk from God, we're walking from God. The moment we turn around, repent, and turn around to God, He's right there. He says in James, draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to you. He's not going to stop us from what we're doing. He's not going to force us to not do what we, just, we choose to do. But when all of that falls apart, we turn around, he's right there to help us pick up the pieces. But we have to be willing to turn around. That's what he says. God is nigh unto all that. I turn around, he is right there desiring to be that help, to be that level of encouragement to me. So I hope we understand that's a, it's a, it's a very important aspect of that. I don't, God's not miles away waiting for me to get back to where I was. God's going to help me get back to where I'm at. So he's nigh to all them that call. But then he says he's nigh to all them that call upon him in truth. Well, they need to understand that it's his truth. They need to understand that okay, the word of God is the truth, and I need to be obedient to it. I need to be going the right direction. I can't call and say, God, this is my view of what's happening. I need you to solve it. That's my truth. I don't have the right to my truth. The world claims we do. It's wrong. It's a lie. There is one truth, and it is only God's truth, and no one else can have it. They can believe what they want, but they can believe a lie. There's one truth, and that is God's truth. Now, for us as Christians, that's exciting. Because we look at the Word of God and, and we say, well, the world seems to be falling apart. It is because they're following their own truth. But we have the answers in front of us. We have God in the midst of all of this. And so we have real truth. And that's the encouragement we hold on to. Verse 19, he will fulfill the desires of them that fear him. 
He also will hear the cry of them that save him. Now, I love the fact he does feel the desire of them that fear him. Now, a lot of, a lot of times what we do is we can go one, one or two ways with the idea of fear. Fear is, I'm afraid of God. I can't believe he'd be horrible. That's not the idea. I think we can go too far. The term is really reverence. But can I encourage you? I think sometimes that when we, when we go to the word and it is a way to define it is reverence, I think we can go too far with that as well. Well, I reverence him. I know he's there, whatever. And I think what we can do is we can use that terminology and we can move it to where we do lose fear of God. The real reverence, real respect, real reality of who God is. There's a reason he used the word fear. And it's an awe. It's an awesomeness of Almighty God. And so we need to really have that awesome reverence for God. Not this, I'm afraid he's a horrible person, or it doesn't really matter what I think anyway, but this awesome reverence for God. And he is there to fulfill the desires of them. By the way, you can't have an awesome fear of reverence of God if you're not living in obedience to him. If you're not doing what he wants, you know, he says, if you love God, keep his commandments. That's just the way it is. So if I'm not following him and doing the things that he wants me to do, I can't love him. Don't you say, well, I love him. No, you don't. L love is seen in actions. It's not just a word. It's an action. So I either do what he's asked me to do or I don't. But if I'm not going to, I can't claim to love God. I love what God can do for me. And I love the idea of God, but I don't love God. Love is in action. Verse 20, the Lord preserveth all them that love him. But all the wicked will he destroy. He's got a strong perspective there. If I love him, he'll preserve me. Again, obedience. I need to be in the word of God. I need to be in prayer. I need to be in church. I need to be serving. I need to be doing. I need to be allowing God to leave my, leave my home. But if I just kind of randomly put God, if I, if I have time, I'll do it. That's not obedience. It's not love. And so that's, you know, love is a commitment. God loved us enough to put his only son on the cross. So it gives us a little bit of idea of what he means by the name love, by the word love. And so, man, we hold on to that and understand that for those of us who are serving him and, and following him, boy, there's a promise. There's a promise of preservation. So we stay comfortably in this spot. If you don't find yourself, you say, maybe that's not where I'm at. Well, then uh, spend some time with God. Get right with God. Get to know God. I think that's really the better way. Stop looking at God from the perspective of what someone else has told you and get to know God on your own from the Word of God and find out who He really is. And I'm telling you, fall, you'll fall in love with the God of the Bible, not the God of religion, but the God of the Bible. And I hope that would be encouragement. Well, thanks again for joining us today on this Friday. Again, apologize for yesterday uh, for just not getting that posted. But I do appreciate the privilege I have to uh, be able to be part of your day. We really hope it's an encouragement and help it inspires you and challenges all of us in our walk with God. We invite you to join us Sunday morning. We have in-person services Sunday morning at 10 and Sunday evening at 5, two different services. And so we enjoy, I invite you to join us as we take time to worship the Lord and look into His Word. We really hope it's an encouragement. If you can't make it uh, in person for whatever reason, join us online at both of us again, 10 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the evening. Thanks for joining us again today. We look forward to seeing you next time.